What's up, everybody? It is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast. We've got some great friends that support the show, just like you all. So make sure to go to dutickbrand.com for all your coaching accessory needs. Make sure to use the promo code Soccer Chat when you're checking out at checkout at dutickbrand.com, where you can get yourself a sweet discount for all items that you're purchasing at dutickbrand.com. Shout out to our friends over at Torx, T-O-R-R-X.com for the world's greatest ball pump. Make sure if you've gotten one already and you haven't yet, go on Amazon, leave them a five-star ring and review. And make sure to put in that review that the soccer chat homie sent you and you're going to totally enjoy that ball pump. And if you haven't gotten one yet, what are you doing? We're back. It's 2021. We've returned to play. Those balls have to get air in them and you need something to get it going and it's going to make your kids want to do it for you. So go ahead, Torx, T-O-R-R-X.com and give them a shout for the world's greatest ball pump. Shout out to our friends over at Michigan Soccer Central. You can find them on Twitter over at MI Soccer Central covering all good things going on in the world of professional and amateur soccer, including high school uh, state tournaments currently going on over in Michigan. And you can get everything you need to know about anything going on soccer related in the state of Michigan over at MI Soccer Central on Twitter. Well, you heard last week we did Nick's bachelor party. I can tell you that I survived the wedding and the reception, and I am here. Nick is not because he's currently on a honeymoon in a location I've never heard of. So we got a special guest uh, co-host for us for this week. And I'm so happy, so pumped. Shay Haddow from Alpha Girl. What's going down? What's up, Sean? Sean, actually, I was thinking during that intro, can you do my intro for my podcast? I, I can. I can. You That's unreal. I'm in awe. I'm in awe. Oh, stop. I, yeah, my, my mother paid good money for me to learn how to do all that <laughs> in college. So um, sure, why not? Uh, what you know, I, I myself, uh, I think around this time last year, I was able to hop on the Alpha Girl Soccer Podcast. Uh, oh wait, we're just Alpha Girl now, right? Alpha Girl Confidence. Alpha Girl Confidence. Oh, you got like yeah. you got to like you got confidence. Say, yeah, you got to say confidence very gangster like when you're like Alpha yes. Girl Confidence. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so obviously, you know, kind of transitioning. You were on the show like three years ago. And you yeah. were alpha girl soccer. And I was like, yeah. Shay's going to blow up. And I think you blew up in my mind. And I think you're doing some big things to where now you're like, yo, we're in the confidence game right now. You still do. You still dabble in soccer a little bit, you, but you're more in a confidence mm-hmm. thing. Um, you're also a freaking author. Holy cow. Oh. Yes. Uh, she, the confident, which you can get over at Shay's website. Uh, we have a, a, a book, uh, that, that Quinn has been reading slowly, but surely she's been reading it. Unfortunately, as time has went on, she's been getting some Harry Potter books and she has oh. to stop reading. She, the confident, cause she has to go read Harry Potter. I, I can't compete with Harry. And it's like, she's got to read the entire book before she can like go back and read another one. And so she got done with the first one or she was, she read like the first t- couple chapters of your book. And they got mm-hmm. Harry Potter, the first book, even though she's seen every single one of the movies 25 times. <laughs> My wife, who also is a Harry Potter fan, is like, you have to read the books because it tells you so much more and it will change the way you watch the movie. So obviously, Quinn was like, I got to get it. I'm so addicted to Harry Potter. Um, yeah. So you finished the first Harry Potter book and she's like, oh, I need a book to read. And I'm like, Coach Shay's book is still right there by your bed. Read it. And she's like, all right. So she read the next two chapters. And the next day was her birthday and she got the second Harry Potter book. And I was like, come on, like, I'm trying, like, we're trying to get through this whole book. Like you've been reading it. You've been like, she was talking to Casey one day about growth mindset and was just like <laughs> popping off on it. And Casey was like, where is she getting that from? I'm like, Coach book. And they're, they're also, they have a, um, they have a class at school, which they're, they're out now, but they had a class mm-hmm. at school that dealt with like 
social emotions and interaction and stuff like this. So she had heard of some of the mm-hmm. stuff in the first couple of chapters that you talk about. Um, she had heard in this class at wow. school. And she even said like, when she was reading about mindset, she was like, oh, like we talk about mindset at school and blast. I'm like, oh, like that's super cool. Um, so unfortunately she got the second Harry Potter book and she, the confident is still beside her bed. Uh, and I'm like, as soon as you get done with the Harry Potter book, you're going back to Shay's book. You're going to read it all the way through. It's like, I've told our whole family, like no more Harry Potter books until she, the confident is finished. But the cool thing is with your Facebook group for parents, mm-hmm. I know like Casey and myself, we've been super big fans of it. Quinn's watched, uh, your, your lives that you do. Um, you know, what's kind of like, is like, you got something really cool going on with that parent group. I kind of explained that for everybody. Yeah. So it actually started at April of 2020. So it's been a little bit over a year. And I just realized that with working with, you know, on, on confidence and mindset with kids, it's like, I can only be there for part of the time. And if the parents at home are not on the same page, you know, within their confidence journey and their mindset, then it's like, it, it doesn't really work, right? It's, it literally takes a village. And so that's why I started the Facebook group. And, you know, we're at just about 4,000 people now. And it's just, I love it. Like it's, it's like you, you're in it. Like you've seen the, the community and the live trainings that I do every single week. And it's just so cool for me to see, because I, I feel like, you know, mental training, mindset work, confidence stuff. I feel like that's still fairly new to our space, right? I feel like it's still fairly new, but my goal with this group is really to, raise the awareness with like the importance of working on your mindset and working on your confidence. So that's the purpose of my group. And really like, I just want it to explode for that specific reason. Cause I know that the more confident a player is number one, the better they're going to play number two, the more fun they're going to have number three, most importantly, the better human being they're going to be. So that's my goal with it all. For sure. For sure. And like kind of moving into that confidence game and cause you know, I think the mental side and that confidence component is something that, um, you know, is, is huge nowadays. Cause you have to train more than just your, your skills on the field. You got to train the brain too. Yeah. And for you, like, what is the similarities between, you know, you you've done training on the field with players and with teams. Now you're training them in there. Um, and as Marshawn Lynch would say, they mentals, they like, mentals. They mentals. So like when you're coaching on that side of things, like what are the similarities between coaching they mentals and then coaching they skills? Um, I think both sides, you have to be, at least in my opinion, really intuitive as to what kind of day they're having. So, right. If they show up to practice and they are not in the greatest mood, like being intuitive, cause you know, their mood is going to probably be how they're going to play. And so same thing, if I hop on a call with a couple of kids and like, I can see that there's something up, like I'm going to treat them in a, in a way that number one, I can get something out of them to help, help, you know, give them value on our session. Um, but also like being cognizant of what they're, what's going on with them in their life at home. So just getting to know your, your players, like that's, I think the biggest crossover for me is, you know, obviously it's a little harder in a virtual setting, getting to know them versus in a personal setting. Um, but just getting to know your players has, has been a big crossover. For sure. For sure. And, you know, we, we talked about Nick, just get married. You mm-hmm. recently were married with probably the most dope photos. Um, your outfit was on point. Um, did you get married on a mountain? 
Big Sur. I don't know. I don't know if you've been, Sean. Big Sur, California, Central California. No, I've never. Um, been. You know, I've like literally the, been to two places in L- in California: Los Angeles and uh, what's the city beside it? Oh gosh, San Diego. No, it starts with an. Uh, oh my gosh, there's an airport in it. It's where Silver Lakes is. I don't know. Oh my gosh! But anyways, that's beside the Big Sur, like Central Big California Sur. slash Northern California. Well, it's technically Central California, but it's so different. It's like the cliffs. It's it's the most breathtaking thing ever. So yes, we got married um, amongst um, a lot of poison oak. Um, thankfully, Ooh. we survived. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, we it was windy. It was misty. So we dealt with the elements. Yes. But it was beautiful, and it was it was amazing. It was literally the perfect thing. So it was pretty cool. Well, they say even if it was misty, rain is good luck on a wedding day. I think mist is even better luck. Is it? Because yeah. we had a torrential downpour and we were supposed to get married outside. Oh. And like we've made it this far. So yeah. like mist. Maybe, maybe maybe mist is better. I'm I, I'm just making that up. But wind too. It was like it was windy. And so. being on a mountain, that had to be scary. Well, I mean, it wasn't that were you on a cliff or something like that? Oh yeah. Yeah, go look. Oh, yeah, that'd be scary. The wind be blowing. Like, I would think, like, my jacket would pop open. I'd, like, take off flying, like, one of them, like, uh, um, uh, flying squirrel suits that dudes wear. You did. We were, we walked even higher up, and there's a picture of me doing this with my suit open. And I literally was putting my weight into the wind, and it was holding me up. Like, it was that windy up. up Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. Pretty cool. Wow. Your outfit was pretty cool. I, it was. I have to admit. <laughs> you have to. You was looking to fly. You was, was looking like, fly. Oh shit, man! <laughs> for sure, for sure. Although I, I was kind of upset. I thought you'd be rocking a hat in it. Oh no! But you went with you went with the braid, like kind of like that was tight. Yeah, I, I didn't know what I was going to do, but it, it worked out. Yeah, I didn't either. And I still look back on our um, our wedding photo sometime, and like close ups, I'm like, what the hell did I do with my hair that day? But mm. yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Um, so shout out to, uh, shout out to you for getting married just recently. Shout out to Nick and Kelly, uh, yeah. on their wedding. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of funny because it was like the first time our big group of coaching friends, uh, we were all together in the same place at the same time, nothing soccer related going on. And that wasn't why it, it brought us there. Uh, and all of our, um, loved ones got to meet each other. And, uh, it was so funny because, uh, TR Bell, who's at uh, Lake Forest college or university college, I think, um, we were almost, gosh, we were probably maybe 20 minutes away from the church and I've never been to Iowa before. So I was like super jacked up and, uh, I gave him a call to see what time he was getting. Cause we were trying to coordinate when everybody was getting in and, um, I called TR. He's like, man, he goes, it's so crazy. Like I was just telling my wife about you. And I was like, and I started just like going through the Rolodex of like, oh my God, what have I done around him? What have I done around him? And I've only been around him twice and it's both times it's been recruiting. So I'm like, oh, I couldn't have done anything dumb. And he was like, we're super pumped like to hang out with you tonight and, and whatnot. He's like, but like I said, I've been telling my wife all about you. I'm like, well, I don't think I've given you anything negative, have I? And he was like, oh no, no. He's like, it's all good. It's all good. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and so like, I get to meet a lot of uh, coach's wife, coach's husbands that, you know, we never get to see when we're out coaching or we're out recruiting. And it was just so cool to see them all like interact. Um, yeah. and, uh, to see all of us, like, I think we, we were all hanging out in the hotel between, uh, the, uh, ceremony and the reception because Nick gave us two hours 
uh, which was a mistake on his part. Um, so we went to the hotel, hung out for a little bit. And I think maybe of our two hour conversation that we were hanging out, I bet five minutes was actually about soccer. Like somebody brought up a recruiting schedule change and, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to that now. I'm going to the blah, blah, blah. And like, we were just like having normal, <laughs> it felt like we were having normal people conversations. Um, and so it was just like, uh, it was just such a kind of weekend. Like even as we were leaving on Sunday, all of us were like, man, like we're a lot closer than what we think. Like yeah. we went this whole weekend, nothing soccer related. Although Casey and I did have two size three balls in our car that were okay. If needed, we, we got them. Um, and then I was going to jokingly leave. I had a, uh, um, a spare, um, coaching dry erase board with the magnets that right. I was like, Oh, we should have put this on like the gift table uh, for <laughs> Nick and Kelly, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I thought about too late, but, um, so shout out to you guys, the new, the new newlyweds up in here. Uh, so now whenever Nick gets back and we do shows with people who are married, he can't go on about like, this is the part that I tune out because I'm not married and I don't want to know anything. Uh, now he has to listen. That sounds uh, just like him. Yeah. And I would on this episode embarrass him, and but I will let him talk <laughs> about the the ceremony and the reception. Uh, but I, I know that there are some people who are listening. So like, we need to know the dirt. Uh, the only dirt that I will give you is I can confirm Nick's dad, myself, shirtless evidence. So oh. just throwing that out there, just throwing it out there. Um, we have a really, really awesome guest uh, on today. Someone that I've known for a few years now, and I was really trying to do something special for Soccer Chat because she's pregnant, and I was really trying to get her to have the baby live here on the show. It just wasn't meant to be. But the other part that I'm super pumped about having uh, our guest on this week, and also our, our, our special guest co-host as well, is it is June. It is Pride Month. Uh, so we get into some really great discussion about that. And it's all coming up with my good friend, Kate. That should be a movie. My good friend, Kate. That's coming up right after this. And the sun begins to fade. Still enough time to figure out how to chase my blues away. excited to have our guests on the show this week uh you know it's it's that time of summer where you know everybody's just kind of relaxing and and you know some of us with our time that we're dying you know we're constantly following what's going on, on social media and i have been enamored with this person's facebook over the last 20 weeks i think it's been i'm probably wrong on that this will also go to show um i'm sure everybody will be able to ask casey about what type of husband i was like during pregnancies <laughs> Um, but we have with us one of my great friends who left the Midwest and is now out on the West Coast at Cal State Bakersfield, Kate MacArthur. Kate, welcome to Soccer Chat. Ah, yeah, go crazy, go crazy. Um, so let's just get the cat out of the bag, the monkey in the room. You're pregnant. I'm very pregnant. Like, <laughs> how many weeks are you? Um, I am 37 weeks and one day. 
So what's the chances of you giving birth during this interview? Because that's literally been on my mind from the moment you said you would do the show. You know what? If it happens, I'm down and I'm not even sorry about it. Oh, that would be so incredible. Like, I, 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 I mean, I hate wishing that, but I, the, the, now my whole thing is like, what can I say to like make it happen? Um, so I'm going to like be ramming my brain here of like trigger words and things like that. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm going back and, and remembering uh, this book that uh, my mother-in-law got me, uh, that I, I suggest to any parents, e- e- whether you're mother or father, it's called dude, you're going to be a dad. Um, and it's such a great book. Uh, it's one of three books that I've read from front to back in 36 years. And it's, I mean, it is the it is the end all be all on getting through the pregnancy. And then there's some, some chapters about, you know, what to deal with after, but um, I'm, I'm going to start, like I said, I'm going to start think, thinking my brain of like trigger words that could, you know, make baby be like, Oh, uh-huh. yep. It's time to go. And like, we will just celebrate. Hopefully uh, I'll tell the EMT, like, Hey, you have to keep her on this call while this is going <laughs> yeah. on. Um, I'll so just take the computer with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is commitment, Kate. That is commitment. Taking the I computer you. with you uh, while you're giving birth. You know, Kate, as you know, listening to soccer chat, uh, it's, it's, we all got to know about, you know, to have your coaching philosophies that you have now as a coach, we kind of got to know how you got to this point. And, and some of us, I know, uh, know you pretty well. We know you from your time uh, in Milken, but you know, obviously, like we said, you're at Cal state Bakersfield now. So kind of, how did you get to California? Where did, where did this all begin? Yeah. You know, um, I have to back up all the way to when I was a college player. So, you know, I was a division two player at Davis and Elkins college in West Virginia. And my head coach, Matt Santoro, oh, Matt. my head coach, see, small world. Yeah. He was my head coach my first three years. And, and then he, uh, I think, realized how difficult girls are. And he switched to the men's side and he's never come back. Um, but him <laughs> and I had stayed very, very close. And, um, and he was truly one of the first um, well, let me, let me just give him the credit, credit deserved. He was the most influential coach I've ever had. Matt's a great guy. Um, and so I remember, you know, like we'd go up to his office and I mean, his office was like top level of the old gym and we'd go up there and bug him and just, you know, we'd go on runs and pop by his house and his wife would feed us and we babysit his kids. And I mean, we just, we had a really great relationship with him. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, this guy has an incredible life. He's a wonderful husband. He's an engaged father. And I think he's a heck of a coach. And I remember walking into his office one day, sitting down and he's like, Kate, what do you want to do with your life? And, you know, I was majoring in physical education. Both my parents are now retired educators. And I looked straight at him and I said, Matt, how do I have your life? Cause I think your life is pretty freaking cool. And he's like, easy there, Kate, don't be taking my job. <laughs> and, and we kind of joked about it, but I said, in all seriousness, how do I do what you're doing? And I had started coaching even as a freshman in college. Um, I went to college in my hometown. And so, you know, as a freshman in college, I wanted to kind of give back and jump into it. And they handed me a U12 girls team with like 24 girls. And they're like, here you go. Um, and it was like AYSO rec soccer. And I had no clue what I was doing. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) 
But anyway, so I, you know, I'd been coaching a little bit and I'd started to get a little bit of training and guidance, but I just said, you know, do I go the club route? Do I go the high school route? And he goes, no, 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 no. You need to go be a graduate assistant. You need to get your master's degree and you need to jump into college right away. If that's the level you want to coach. So, you know, fast forward me as a senior, Matt had kind of jumped to um, where he is now and, and shifted gears into the men's game. He's now in Indiana. USA, and, Southern Indiana. Yep. Yep. And I, I started applying for jobs and I got the job that I wanted, you know, and that was at Bemidji state university D2. So went there, got my master's degree, coached for two years, great conference. Um, you know, you want to talk about cold, holy Minnesota, you yeah, know, not for me. Yeah but I loved it. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Jim Stone was an unbelievable first mentor for me as a head coach. He was so awesome. And, um, you know, there I kind of had this tipping point. I was coaching, I was teaching college classes, I had my education and my license degree. And I thought, okay, am I going to coach full-time or I'm going to teach full-time? And what I realized was I really enjoy coaching or sorry, teaching. I enjoy teaching, but I love coaching. And to me, coaching is teaching. Yep. You just get to make them run a little bit. (laughs) So, um, so that's what I decided, you know? And so from there, Matt's kind of been with me every step of the way, you know, I graduated and I, I took a job down in, in Iowa at an NAI school, Waldorf college, now Waldorf university. You know, I was there for three years my final year there is promoted to associate head coach. And then that's what kind of propelled me into my job at Milliken. Same thing. Matt was one of the guys who'd pick up the phone and call on my behalf, say, Hey, you've got a candidate in your pool. And I think you should consider this person. Um, so he, he helped me in that regard, you know, so got the job at Milliken, you know, was there for four years as a head coach and I'll never forget the day he calls me and he says, Kate, um, are you looking for a job? I said, nah. He goes, are you sure? He goes, don't coaches just do that? Like, don't you guys just like, you know, we just get on the website and just like, oh, <laughs> look, grass is greener on the other side. And I said, Matt, I'm a head coach. I've been here four years. I love my girls. I'm recruiting like crazy. I bought a house. My fiance already rented a freaking U-Haul to drive out here. Like, I'm good. And he goes, let me rephrase. What would it take for you to have a conversation about another opportunity? And he goes, cough, cough, wink, wink. You need to be open to every opportunity, Kate. I went, (laughs) okay, okay, I'll have a conversation. And that's what got the ball rolling. So the connecting piece is um, Matt spent a year at Memphis as an assistant coach at Memphis, the same time that Sebastian Becchio was at Memphis on coaching stuff. Matt was on the men's side. Sebastian was on the women's side. They became friends and colleagues and they've also stayed in touch over the years. So when Sebastian, um, you know, got the head coaching job here at Cal state, he called up Sebastian and said, Hey, congrats. That's awesome. What do you need? What can I do to help you? And Sebastian goes, you know what? I really need an assistant coach. Okay, what are you looking for? Well, I want this, 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 and this, and a person. I've got somebody for you. And then that's how my name came into play. So. Insane. Like it, it's it's everything is so, as Nick says on the show a lot, everything is so uh 
was it six degrees, seven degrees yeah. of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And, you know, here's, here's a guy that, you know, has kind of been with you there from the beginning and, you know, is still, you know, doing what he can to, to help you move forward, even when you're not even looking to move yeah. forward. And it's always funny how things like that open up when you're not expecting them. It's the same thing with, with me and Brescia. I, I, it was not, you know, I didn't know anything about it until I had somebody reach out. I was like, Hey, like you should yeah, look into oh, this. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. Like that's 40 minutes from my house. Like, yeah, I'll definitely look into that. Um, you know, and for you, like, especially going from the various places that you've been to, you know, kind of go, starting off in West Virginia, you go to Minnesota, going to, to Iowa uh, and, and, you know, making your way out West. What for you has been like that first thing, every time you've went to a new job that you've done to make sure that that transition is pr- not flawless, but like to make that transition easier on yourself and your players. The number one thing that I do initially is build relationships and trust. I thought you were going to say sing songs. <laughs> Dancing is part of that. I don't, yes. I don't sing so well, but um, I do sing on occasion to make people laugh. You know, I, yeah, like it's, it's relationship building. And I think with girls, especially like they've got to trust you and they will run through a wall for you. If they know that you care about them, if they know that they have your back, you know, if, if you're like, I'm your coach and I know you just met me but I'm here for you and I got your back and I'm going to run through a wall. And so when I expect you to run through a wall, we're going to do it together. And girls are like, yeah, I'm all in. You know what I mean? So I think the first way that I start to do that is literally just talk and tell stories and crack jokes, just be myself, make people laugh. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I've kind of had this policy with coaching that I'm an open book. There's nothing about my life. That I don't like if someone were to ask me a question, like I want to be able to answer them truthfully and just say, this is me or this is what my past was or, you know, whatever. This is my favorite ice cream, whatever the question is, serious or, or not. Um, you know, I want to be an open book because I think that then allows them to open up to me as well. Yeah, Kate, like thinking from a player's perspective, whenever a new, a new coach comes in, it can be a little bit scary. Like, okay, how does this coach, you know, how do they coach? Like, how do they want me to play? So for you, and I'm obviously always going to be biased talking about like the mental side of things, but what is something that, that you do to create, um, like a culture of belonging within your team? Cause I know there's a lot of teams that can be really clicky. And if you're coming into a new environment, that's like that, like how have you, you know, created that, that environment and culture of, of team and belonging and like family? Yeah. Wow. Um, there's a lot of things that go into that, you know? And again, I think it goes a lot back to being open about myself. You know, one of the first things, even in interviews, you know, they legally can't ask you, but I tell everybody, you know, (laughs) like I have a wife Mm -hmm. and, or I'm pregnant or I'm engaged to a woman. And I make sure like, boom, I just put that in there, take it or leave it. Right. So it's the same thing with my team, you know, first thing like, oh, my wife, Christy, or, oh, you know, we're going to have a baby or, oh, our four crazy dogs, you know? Um, So immediately I open the book to myself and my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think it's just a conscious daily effort. So for instance, here, one of the things that I did, I'm in charge of the warmup most days. It's a simple 15 minutes of time, 15 minutes, right? Run a couple laps. They do dynamic stuff. We stretch in between. Okay. I could eat 
easily sit there like a robot and just say, do this, do this, do this. And eventually get to a point where I didn't say anything. It's so automatic. They just do it on their own. Yeah. I decided to take that time to get the energy high, to get them talking, to get them interacting, to get them loose. So I'm like, man, you'll never guess what my dog freaking ate last night. And the girl's like, no way. What happened? You know, or, oh my gosh, Stumpy's back. Like it, at Milliken, I had this freaking, I can't even make this up. I had a three-legged squirrel that lived at my house. Stop. <gasps> three-legged squirrel. And I nicknamed him Stumpy. And I was very protective of Stumpy, <laughs> the neighborhood cats that I thought was going to eat. I can it. sense that. I can sense that already. Right? Yeah, passion. Oh, yeah. So I'd show up to practice, you know, and it'd be like a whole winter. We'd get to spring and I'd be like, guys, guys, guess who I saw today? They're like, who? And I'm like, Stumpy's back. He's still alive. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and the girls are like, you're kind of weird, but we're going to celebrate with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So whatever I could do to just talk or tell stories or ask them questions and just get them mm-hmm. engaged. Well, I mean, it's almost like you're, you're humanizing yourself as, as much as possible. Like, you, like you're, you're making it so easy for them to, to, to be open and just personable and like for you're being yourself. So it's easy for them to be themselves as well. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. absolutely. That's the yeah. goal. Cause yeah. I think if they can't be themselves then they're only going to be a partial player or a partial mm-hmm. student. They're not going to have this like whole complete experience, yeah. you know? So for me, if I want them to have the entire whole college experience, then I need to support them as, as an entire human being. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And, and you mentioned um, like when you go to interviews and everything, you're just like, so upfront and curious, like have, have you had, you know, um, being a woman or being gay, like, have you had any experiences where you felt some resistance to that? Um, not and if so, my- tell me, cause I'm going to smack them up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, no, not to my sexuality. No. Yeah. Okay. Probably because I think people were like, Ooh, awkward if they did. Um, <laughs> But no, I've never had anybody freak out about my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have had some people, you know, you know, if I talk to them, they have an all male staff and I'm, I'm the female I've had, I've been asked before, like, we've been doing this mm-hmm. a long time. We're pretty good at it. So what do you bring to the table? That's any different than what we do. And I was this close to being like, I'm female. And I should have right. said it. If I could go back <laughs> in time, I would have said that, but I didn't. And that's one of my interview regrets, but, um, you know, overall, no, no, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I haven't either. Cause I'm, I'm gay as well. And I've, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm closed about it, but I'm not like, ah, here I am necessarily, but I feel like it's been more so of just being a woman more than anything, honestly. Yeah. I, I get, I think I get questioned more about being a young female than I do about being you know, bisexual, married to a woman, baby on the way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have, have others been like, will you have your baby right now while we're talking to you? Like I have, I've been, cause I'm, st- I'm we're we're 16 minutes in. I'm, I'm waiting for this thing to go Not yet, but I'll keep you posted. Maybe oh, you have to get some like spicy food in here. <laughs> oh, that's the trick. That's the trick. Yo, when we, so when we had Duke, this is, this is totally random. So when we had Duke, um, I had a soccer game that morning. I think Quinn had a game too. And we were like, Hey Quinn, we're going to go to this. Like, of course we were in Michigan. We had to go to an indoor water park because it's freaking cold in February. And um, like we were in the pool and everything, you know, just like having fun and whatnot. And my wife's like, oh, you know, 
yeah, 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 we're fine. We're fine. So we decided to go to B-dubs to eat. We literally sit down at our table, order our food in case he's like, I think I go rush her and leaves and our um, waitress comes back and I'm like, can we get our stuff to go? And she's like, yeah, why? I was like, I think we're gonna have a baby. Problem is I said that in case he comes back. She's like, we're not having a baby right now. And I'm like, I, I, I think this is going to happen. We literally go back home. I put Quinn to bed. Casey's called the doc, uh, hospital a couple times. We lived like two blocks from the hospital. And about an hour later, they're like, hey, you know, like if you're still feeling this way, like, come on in. Literally, we go in. They tell me, hey, did you bring your stuff? I'm like, yeah, it's in the car. They're like, yeah, you guys may stay the night. So you might as well just go get it. I'm like, all right, cool. I go out and get it. I come back. And they've already taken her to start the delivery. 41 minutes from the time we got to the hospital to Duke arriving. And when we posted like the like, the uh, timeline of like how it all happened. So many of her relatives were like spicy food. So <laughs> it was the B-dubs. And I was just like, so now like when all my friends are like are pregnant or their wives or girlfriends or fiancés are pregnant, I'm like, yo, you B-dubs, like just yeah. go for the smells, go for the smell. And that kid will, that kid's going to come out in no time. Game on. So like, are you, are you like, are you close to the due date? Yeah. So well, I so guess so if you're 37 sound, and a half. Well, yeah. So I sound far away, but I'm having a C-section actually. Okay. And so. The Yo, C-section, C-section babies. What's up? That's me. I was one. Go. Yep. So that explains a lot. Yeah. Seriously. My, like, apparently they had to do it because I had like stuff all around my throat and they were like, t- and I they give a head? I think so. I had like the umbilical cord or whatever was like around my neck and my, my mom was trying to push. They were like, don't. And she's like, I got to. And yeah, next thing, yeah. C-section maybe. maybe. Maybe that does explain it. I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because now you got me scared, Shay. <laughs> maybe that's what's that wrong. was the goal. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, Kate, you know, you, you, you're talking about, um, you know, being so close. And, and you mentioned too, and both of you mentioned about, and this is where I guess I'm, I'm the, uh, the, the random third wheel in the party here. Um, you know, it is pride month currently in June and you both mentioned about being, you know, openly gay females and, and coaching and in the sport of soccer, I really kind of wanted to make sure that we, we brought up the, brought that up because of, you know, for you all, because, because again, I'm this dude way over here this month for you, you know, like I I'm very open about how I'm an ally for the entire community. Um, and I had, a lot, I, I had a friend of mine. Um, she was like, Hey, your post today about being the dad and all that. And I was like, yeah, you know, Hey, you know, if, if somebody's father, you know, won't, uh, you know, accept them for who they are. Like I'm here to do it. She was like, it's kind of weird that you have in the post about sitting up straight. And <laughs> I was like, huh? She was like, where'd you get that picture from? I was like, I, I saw it on the internet. I just took it. She was like, she herself is, is gay as well. She's like, yeah, it's just kind of weird terminology to use when you're talking to gay people. And <laughs> and the whole time, like before she told me, like said that in a joking manner, I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with it? And I'm like, I'm reading back over it like 20 times. I'm like, it sounds okay to me. Um, but for you all, like, and, and Shay, you can answer this too. I mean, like, I'm going to go look month, at it. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought it was great. Well, thank you, Kate. Um, you know, for you, just kind of the celebration of this month, like what's that mean for you? Like we'll, we'll start off with Kate while Shay's going to look at my picture real quick. Uh, you know, but for you, Kate, like, especially now, like uh, this upcoming weekend is the LGBTQ coaches social, which if, if nobody has went to one of those at convention, I went to my first one at the virtual one this year. 
fantastic. Definitely will be going to Kansas City, and I'm going to try to go to this one uh, responsibly while I'm driving home from my camp. Um, but you know, like for you, like what's what's this month mean for you? You know, that's such a loaded question. We could spend a whole lot of time on that. Let's um, get into it. I'm waiting for that baby. So I'm waiting so, for that baby. Whatever it takes. So here's here's the very shortened version of this. Um, first off, I love my family. Right. We've come a very long ways. So I'm, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Me too. Or I was. Shut up. Yeah. That's wild. Okay. So here's the thing. I still go to church. Mm. Okay. I left church for a long time. Um, had, had difficulties with, with, um, some relationships in my family, Mm. some better, some worse than others. And honestly, I found my way back, back to the church. I have always, always been Christian. And so I kind of tried to different other churches and, you know, I, I engaged to my fiance, you know, she's Christian too. Shout and out to y'all like, putting the right? ring on that thing. And, uh, you know, well, we're married now, so she's stuck with me. Yeah. But um, Shay just got married too. Yeah. Hey, had a girl. Look at this. <laughs> you know, so, so really for me, it came down to this is where I feel most comfortable. And so I I've gone back to church and um, that's, it used to be, I'd go to church and just kind of not say anything, not ever answer questions. People would always try to set me up on dates or, Hey, come to singles events. Even though I was dating someone, I never talked about it. So I kind of was like sitting on top of a fence with like one leg on either side and just kind of quietly (laughs) living two separate lives, you know, which Kate, when I've been around you, you're pretty quiet anyway. So I feel like that's kind of common. Right. Right. Totally. So it, it was hard. It was hard. And, and I felt like living this double life was just, um, I felt dishonest. It was really painful and, um, I didn't like it. And it just put me in a really bad place. So I kind of had this point in my life where I realized it was actually when I decided to propose to my now wife, I said, you know what, if I'm going to make this commitment to this person, I can't do this and be half in. I've got to be all in and I've got to love myself and who I am. And I got to be okay with Kate because otherwise that's not right to bring somebody else into that picture. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally got to that point, I popped the question game on. So to go back to pride month, yeah. I've never been to a pride event in my Me life. Neither. Me neither. I've never been to a parade. I've never been to an event. I've never like June's actually never been a, a thing. You know, it's always been like soccer camps and recruiting right. and traveling to family and like, okay, cool pride, you know, that's awesome. But I've never celebrated. I think this year is the first year that I'm like really excited about it. Right. You know, I think because it's come full circle for me. I'm married. Mm-hmm. I'm who I am. I'm owning all of myself, you know, not just parts of me, but all of me. And we have a little baby boy coming this month. Like how cool is it that we're going to give birth to a little boy during pride month? That's dope. Wow. That's hey, cool. if, if, so, if the birthday's June 13th, the name has to be Sean. I mean, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell my wife. She'll probably say no to that, but I will put in a word. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. But at least you know? let's go for June 13th if we can. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's me. I'm excited. We even yeah. bought our first pride shirts, like my very first <laughs> nice. ever pride shirt you know we bought one for baby one for my wife one for me like it's the first thing i've ever bought in my life that is anything you know pride on it and that's, I'm like, that's yeah. super cool though 
And it's, it's funny that you both kind of mentioned the church thing. Like, yeah, I just listened to a podcast, um, actually last night, um, with, um, <laughs> okay. So everybody knows me. I'm like nineties pop music fanatic. And, um, one of the singers from the girl group dream has a podcast with her husband. And, uh, in the podcast, she came out as bisexual and she in the whole time in dream and still this day is like very heavy, heavily religious in the church. And she mentioned in the, actually in the show I was listening to last night about how, um, you know, when she, she, her, I guess her moment was she was sitting in church, had been there for, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes of the service. And she said, like, it was like, somebody was telling me you don't need to be here but in a good way, like this place is going to be bad for you because it was a place that she said, or she said that specific church was very straight. Like kind of, you're talking about like, you know, not open to open marriages and, and, and everything else. Like this is how it is. And, um, you know, she's like, you know, credit to my husband. Like when I told him we had to leave, like, yeah, he popped out and he mentions like, yeah, he's like, it was kind of weird. We just like got up and left. But you know, when she explained, like she just felt weird and they kind of did the same thing you did, Kate. They said they went to multiple ones to find out, you know, how accepting they would be of her because her husband wasn't that way, but she was to where they finally found a place that they were comfortable at because the people did accept them. And so, you know, like, and, and, and she, I don't know like how active you are within church now, but for Kate, like for you, like that process of finding a new place of worship. And that was one thing I knew about you that I knew that you were uh, of faith. Um, and so I, in that process for you, like, you know, almost like transitioning into a new job as a coach, like, was it that relationship building that kind of got you to where, you know, the, the place that you go to now that, you know, made it comfortable for, for you and your wife? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and you know what? That's probably the heaviest question I've ever asked in four years of the show. <laughs> I'm honored. Just throwing it out I'm there. Honored. Look, um, and, and, he, and here's the thing. People look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them, right? Like, Hey, I'm Mormon and I'm bisexual and I'm married to a woman and I'm pregnant, you know, and I don't drink. And, you know, and they're like, that's when I found out what no drinking. That's, that's when I figured it out. Like people have all these question marks and, um, and you know what? I've, I've lived certain places where it's, I haven't felt like I could be myself and come out and be accepted. Um, now whether or not that's true or not, I don't know, but that's how I felt at the time. It's interesting because being in California, you know, Bakersfield is known for actually being pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pretty red area. And I've had people say like, oh, you're in Bakersfield. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. I've experienced nothing but amazing people here. Yeah. And if people have any issues, they've not said it to me. They've not treated me different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people have been very kind you know my wife and I we've kind of we're finding our our spiritual balance in our family and generally I go to church and she doesn't Mm -hmm. um with me but yet you know we pray together and we do all these things together we watch general conference together but like the church will have like a chili potluck and I'll get texts from people like hey bring Christy you know you know, we'll have like a Christmas event. Hey, make sure Christy knows she's invited. We'd love to see her. So like people have been awesome. And, and I really think that a lot of the insecurities were my own. And I think if you give people a chance, people surprise you. 
for sure. That's yeah, that's that's fascinating to me because I'm not active at all. I haven't been for probably since college. Um, but yeah, I, like me thinking about going to church, my initial reaction would be like, oh, everyone's going to like judge me. Right. And maybe that's just my own thing. And so I think that's, that's, you know, really cool that you still, you know, do what you believe in and you don't let um, your fear of judgment or anything hold you back. Cause I, there's not that many people, at least that I've ever met that are gay and that are still active. And I think you're right. You just have to give people a chance. And more often than not, like, like for me, I grew up in Utah, like my whole, whole life. I lived in Utah until now I live in Sacramento. Um, but being from Utah, like you assume that, you know, with it being so conservative and the church is infiltrated in just about everything. Um, I actually had a great experience. Like obviously my, my mom was, you know, disappointed and, maybe not disappointed, but, you know, upset to begin with. But like when I came out to my teammates, like, and my coaches and like, you know, everyone else, it was just, everyone was so accepting. Like I'm very blessed and very lucky that for me, I had a a great experience. I had never had, you know, a negative experience. If anything, it was like, you know, people say, you know, uh, you know, talk about your husband. I'm like, Oh, actually it's a wife, you know? And that's, that's kind of like, Oh, but like, that's, that's, you ever want to be like, I'm the husband. No, I should try that though. I should try that. But no, show them your wedding pictures, Miss Young Fly in your your suit. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, because she just like doesn't even acknowledge it. But yeah, but yo, when I said something on Twitter or on uh, Facebook about Shay's wedding picture, she like was glamming up. Now she doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, I get embarrassed. I'm like, (laughs) um. But yeah, I think that's I think that's awesome, Kate. And for me about about Pride Month, I'm kind of the same as you, Kate. That I've I actually went to one Pride event and I hated it. <laughs> so I I don't like large crowds. I don't like. Um, that's so shocking. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty introverted. Uh, I would say I don't like I don't like parties. We I don't like never guess that. And I'm and not saying so that with sarcasm. It was just wild. Like I I we were there for maybe like. 20 minutes. And I was like, my, I, it's too much for me. I got to get out of here. So I think it was just the, I don't like those big events necessarily. Um, but I'm the same way. I've never been like, Oh, I'm so proud. Like I don't have any pride shirts, but this month I feel like is different for me in the sense of that I'm married. And so I'm like proud and, and blessed to be able to do that. So I think it just like for you, it, it, it means a little bit more for me this year than it ever has before. Yeah. I just, I cannot see you as a introverted person, Shay. I hate parties. What? Yeah. Unless I can dance. You, know? you find a dog. Well, can't you do, can't you do that at pride? Don't people dance at those? I mean, at yeah, least the ones but, I've seen on TV, but, but not like, not like me, Sean. <laughs> What's well, I've seen you dance and I've, and I've, I've seen many of people at the prides on TV that I've seen dance. Like you do, like you get down. It's different, Sean. It's different. You've never been. You got to go. I I want to. I want to. And then, like, I will FaceTime you and be like, yo, what are, why are you not doing this? Yeah. And it's hot and it's hot, you know, and it's not hot. A lot of people, loud music, not for me. Really? That's so shocking. Like, I can, like, I've seen Kate. She's pretty chill. But Shay, like, that's just so mind boggling. I thought you was like, no, I have to party up. You know what I'm saying? You do a really good job of like, not like showcasing that yeah. side of you that doesn't exist. I can turn it off and on pretty good. 
wow wow i'm so like taken back now um you know too like i think it's just such a for me again i i've never been to an event but i, I guess i did go to the um lgbtq coaches social in in january and it was so cool how you know i've i've always been raised obviously uh you know up until my senior year i was the closest thing my high school had to a black guy in like 25 years until my senior year another biracial kid moved in and we were the one black guy in our high school together when we would be in the hallways um and you know i've always just grown up like Thankfully, you know, my family, you know, I grew up in church, but they were always, you know, accept people for who they are. You don't have a reason to look down on others for what they're like and whatnot. And, you know, they never came out and said like, because of, you know, who they're, who they love or, you know, what they look like. It was just like, you treat everybody the way you want to be treated. And so I've always been very open. And I can remember the, in college was the first time I met my, uh, my first gay friend, we'll call it. Everybody's got their first gay friend. Um, and I can remember like a buddy of mine, like, Hey, like, one of the guys, he was on the swim team and he was like, hey, he's one of my teammates come over. He's gay. And I was like, okay. And he was like, well, just to give you a heads up, I'm like, that, no. like that's fine. Like, I'm cool with it. Um, and to where now, like, I do have more, but like going to that social, it was so cool how like kind of on the reverse side of like how accepting they were of this random dude uh who just you know popped in because i wanted to go to the the social and, and show my support like how accepting they were and i was called an ally right from the beginning i was like oh i like that um <laughs> you know and that's what like the moment that you know i was labeled that by 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 jonas ward who was on our show a few uh weeks ago when we had the lgbtq coaches on um you know as soon as he labeled me that it was like to me that's how you both have said like you know you never really felt you know, like big out and going, but then now like this month means a little bit more to you because you're married and you're committed and whatnot. I think for me as a, uh, on the other side of the fence, the moment that Jonas said like, Hey, you're an ally of us now was the moment it clicked to me. Like, yeah, you've supported from afar your friends and people that you don't know, but now you need to support even closer because now you've, you've been identified. And that was like the coolest thing ever. Like, it's so crazy to think about. And I, I, I've told them that numerous times since that uh, social, just like how cool it was. Like, that's what it took. It just took someone saying like, hey, you're one of us. Let's go. And like, so, you know, for, for you all, um, like, gosh, I don't even know how I want to like phrase this. Um, you know, being who you are in your communities, Shay with Alpha Girl Soccer, Kate with Cal State Bakersfield Soccer, you know, what is it that you try to do? Because we've all, we all probably have somebody that we, we coach who, you know, they're probably not telling us like they're scared of who they are or who they think they are. You know, and I know Kate talked about, you know, being an open book. How do you go about, you know, just being that person to where like, if that person's feeling that way and they just, they don't know who to say something to that therapy that you are, 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 are people that they can, they can reach out to and just have that conversation with. Yeah. For me, it's, it really is just being the most, the most me that I can be the most authentic me that I can be and and sharing that I'm not perfect. I'm never perfect. I'm always working on myself. And, you know, me, you know, being a confidence coach and mindset coach, it's like, I don't 
pretend to know everything and I don't pretend to be confident all the time. And I think like letting my girls know that I'm going through everything with them is really useful and really, really powerful because they know that like, they don't feel like they're removed from me. Like they don't feel like I'm this person above them because I'm not. And so it's, I think that's powerful in, in like showing them your struggles because then it's like, you know, they just see you as, as an ally, essentially as a, as a friend, as a peer that they can go, they can go to you at any time. So that's been for me, the biggest thing is just being me and, and being real with them about, you know, the stuff that I'm going through as well. What about you, Kate? Yeah. Like, Cause I guess, like I, I mean, you're, you're always an open book. So I'm sure that there's been a moment when your players have found out who you are that, you know, there's got, there's had to have been someone's like, Hey, like here's somebody I can talk to. Yeah. And, and to add to shake, cause I agree with that hundred percent, you know, I think it's some individuals coming out or saying anything difficult to the people you love. Some people it's like, Hey, I'm gay. Okay, cool. Move on. Done. And it's like right. not even a bump in the road, but I think that's a very small percentage of people. So if I portray my life as that's how it happened and that's how it went down, then kids who are going through a hard time at home or with religion or with whatever, they're not going to feel comfortable to talk to me about it because they think I had it easy. Mm-hmm. So for me, being very open about the, the raw experiences that I've had, good and bad. I've had great experiences where people have put their arms around me. And I've had other experiences where people told me I'm going to hell and I've damned my whole family, mm-hmm. you know? So I think being very relatable is huge. And I used to joke with my mom. She doesn't think it's very funny. Um, but I used to say, you know, mom, God made me bisexual so I can relate to everybody. Oh, that's <laughs> dope. I like so that. Like girls come yeah. into my office and they're like, Coach, I just got dumped by this boy. And I'm like, I can relate. <laughs> Been there. You know, girls come that. in and they're like, so tell me about how you came out and <laughs> your religious experience. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, okay. Let's go there. You know? So like I can relate to 99.9% of people that walk in through the door. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a cocky way. I just, yeah. you know, no, I, you can be cocky about that. No, that's, it's the just, thing, that's the thing about soccer chat is if you won't, if you won't humble brag on yourself, then, then the nah, host I don't will. Think, I don't think that's the area to brag about. I truly think like, you know, but for instance, you know, I, I deal with depression and anxiety and PTSD. Same. Okay. I have abuse in my history, not for my family. Right. But I have, there's abuse in my history. So, you know, that used to be super hard for me to talk about. And, and I didn't want to talk about it. And it took me a long time to really hit rock bottom, go through some really poor decisions for me to say, you know what, this isn't going in a good direction and I need to change my life in very serious ways and I need to get help. So I went to counseling. I saw a therapist, saw a therapist for a year and a half, tried to start exercising, trying to eat better. You know, it still wasn't quite working. Therapist is like, I really think you need to start medication. Okay. So I started medication. And so, you know, things and actions that I took to kind of get my life in a better place. 
And there's so many stigmatisms about mental health that people don't want to talk about and they sweep under the rug or for some reason it's like taboo. Like it makes me a weaker person Mm -hmm. and I think it's stupid. So I just very openly talk about it. You know, if girls come in and they need help, I'm always like, great. What can we do to help you? Do you need to talk to a counselor? Have you talked to a doctor? Have you been diagnosed with this or this? Okay. What steps would you like to take? What have you already tried? This has been my experience. And I can't tell you the number of girls that have said to me, I don't want to go to a therapist because I'm not crazy because that's the social stigmatism. I don't want to take any medication because that really makes me crazy, you know, and not that I try to push that on everybody. I know that's not the cure all be all, but I want to make it okay to get help. And so when I talk to the girls, I not only say, this has been my experience. These are things that helped me Mm -hmm. promise drinking does nothing to help you, you know, poor decisions, poor relationships. That's not going to help you. Maybe let's try some healthy coping. Talk to me, Kate, talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so, um, you know, I, I always use this example with my players. I say, okay, if you chip a tooth, where do you go? They're like the dentist. I'm like, okay, if you damage your eye, where do you go? Well, I go to the eye doctor. Okay. Well, if you break a bone, where do you go? Oh, I go get an x-ray and I, you know, get it set. Okay. So what happens when your mind is not in the best place? Uh, I'm like, we will go to any doctor for any other part of our body and any other part of our life. But if it comes to our mind and our heart and our soul and how those things connect, which impacts hundred percent of our life, somehow that's not okay to go get help. I'm like, think about that. Would you go to any other doctor? Yeah. Okay. So why is this different? Uh, great. When can we set you up with an appointment? You know, like, (laughs) so I I just think making sure that they know that I've been through crap too, and I'm not going to judge them and there's resources to help them and I'm human and they're not alone. I think that's a big one. They're not alone. Yeah. I mean, I dealt with anxiety my whole life too. And I thought I was alone and I thought I was weird. And I thought all of these things and I, you know, didn't, didn't go to a therapist till I was like 20, gosh, 27, 28, you know? And so I, I love like people like you who are being so real and honest because a lot of girls see, see you and maybe they don't know you, but they, they can see that you're in this position and they think, oh, you know, she's had it easy and blah, 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 blah. But it's really important for people in positions like you to just like be honest with it. Cause then it shows girls that they can go through crap and they can still like, you know, have a happy life. And so I love that you've really been that, that role model and thinking from like, okay, if, if a, if a male coach is listening and they, they're straight, they're a male, they haven't had anxiety. Let's like, how, how would you, I guess, what advice would you give to them on how they can relate to their players on this kind of level? Yeah, what a great question. And, and you know what, I think the first things that come to mind would be um, validating what someone is telling you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All too often, I hear people say, come on, snap out of it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Come on, you're making a bigger deal than what it needs to be. You're being dramatic. You know, you're, you're overreacting. Stop being so emotional. Yes. Okay. Well, if we're constantly shutting down people when they come to us and tell us things, 
then they're going to stop telling us things. Yeah. And I think sometimes kids will test the waters with smaller things to see if they can trust you to tell you bigger things. Mm-hmm. And, and so that would be my thing is, um, I know a lot of male coaches that I've spoken to and some people, they think that being compassionate and being sympathetic makes you soft. Mm-hmm. And that could be farther from the truth. Um, I think being sympathetic and being able to listen to someone and say, wow, you know what? I maybe don't know what that feels like, but that must be really hard for you. That's, that's honestly the yeah. same thing my wife uses at school. Like she, she's a, a administrator at a, a higher poverty area. And when parents, when, when in discussion with kids will say like, you don't understand. And she has like the grace response. She always comes back and says, you're right. I don't, but I want to know more. I need you to tell me more yeah. so that I can get an idea of what this means for you. Yeah. I might not be able to walk a mile in your shoes, but I can walk beside you. I can hug you. I can hold your hand. I can give you resources. I can be a listening ear. I can be someone who's trustworthy. You know, you don't have to walk a mile in somebody's shoes to be able to love them and be compassionate to them and to want to help and support them. Yeah. I mean, like it's so simple, just like validate their feelings. Like there's so many times I just had a conversation with a player today and she wanted to open up to her dad and and he just shot down her feelings. Like you're not supposed to have these feelings. And I think so often in society, we're, we're, we're taught that emotions are bad. And then we just sweep our emotions under the rug. We sweep our feelings under the rug. And then that leads to all of this bottled up mess. So I love that you just said like validate their feelings, let them know that it's okay. And that those feelings of sadness, depression, anxiety, whatever, like that's, that's okay. Like it's, it's valid that you're having those feelings and those feelings are real. So I love that you said that. Yeah. And, and Kate, before we get out of here, I got to know, is that baby on its way yet? Not yet. Sorry, man. Gosh, dang it. All day long. I was <laughs> like, it's going to happen during the show. It's going to happen while we're recording. It's going to happen while we're recording, but it, it's not after my happen. night last night, I wanted it to happen. Trust me. <laughs> Had a rough I'm not one, ready, huh? but I'm ready. Okay. Okay. You know, I feel that's a very common sentiment amongst, uh, in, in, in pregnancy when they're like towards the end, like, uh, um, there's this, um, uh, pro wrestler I'm a big fan of, and his wife, uh, is a former, uh, ESPN Canada person and, and WWE personality herself. And, uh, I think she's 36 or 37 weeks, something like that. And she's like right towards the end. And literally every day, her Instagram story has been like, I'm so ready. <laughs> like let's get yeah. this over with yeah um to where she she made an instagram story yesterday was like i need this to happen because i'm t- i've made 45 baby denim <laughs> jackets like i'm i've got a problem let's get this thing popping <laughs> nesting at its um, finest awesome. <laughs> absolutely kate if there's somebody that uh is wanting to, to contact with you a coach who's listening to this maybe they're inspired by your story or they, they want to know more they want to connect with you um you know how can they do so whether it's twitter or email how can people get in contact yeah you know what i'm a little bit old school but um email cell phone they're both listed on the csub staff website you can reach me there um i'm on facebook I'm starting to learn Instagram. I'm like so behind on technology. My wife's trying to teach me. Um, she laughs at me, but you know, I didn't get a cell phone till like a junior year of college. And I went through four years of college without a laptop. So like, 
I'm young, but I'm technology old. <laughs> so, um, so are you producing your uh, pregnancy as weird? Oh, hundred percent. Or no, who's I doing do that? It, but it you just, are okay. You know, it, it it takes like Facebook. I got down, but apparently that's not cool anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. Because I feel like that would go viral on Instagram. Maybe, maybe I'm not. Because like at first you were just doing like the the word post, and then like I noticed you started doing videos for it. Yeah, so I did a couple and of I was pictures, like, yeah. and then I just did that last video. Um, and I meant to do it a few weeks ago when I'm still in the field because I was going to show people the evolution of picking up cones during pregnancy. Yeah, like at the beginning you're like, doo, 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 boop, and you pick it up. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> you know, you're like, I'm pregnant. I feel great. You know, but actually the step before that was, oh my gosh, I'm nauseous. I hope they don't see because I can't tell them yet. <laughs> Only Sebastian and the athletic trainer, Courtney knows, oh, you know, and then you hit the second trimester and you're like bouncing around and you're like, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden towards the end and my feet are swelling and my belly's swelling and I'm like, you know, Sebastian's like, girl, someone get the cones for Kate. And I'm like, I got it. You know, and I pick up like three cones in the time that they pick up the whole field, you know, waddle, waddle, You get you one of those, like, uh, those things that people use to to pick up track. Yeah. Get one of those grabbers and and pick them up. Yeah. You know, we're too late now. We're already there. Well, if, if, as, as Kate said, check her out, uh, on Facebook. I I hope that your pregnancy or weird posts are public because they're absolutely incredible. I've enjoyed reading them. I've enjoyed seeing them. Uh, and I think that you're onto something and maybe that's a future book that you write. I, I'm sure that's probably a book already written. Pregnancy is weird, but if it's not Kate, you need to get on that. I'm real on quick. it. I'm on it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, again, thank you so much for coming on with us, telling your story. I'm kind of upset still baby wasn't born. I'm still giving it time. I'm trying to roll this out as long as possible, but, um, you know, we definitely want to wish you and your wife, the, the, the happiest of, of births birthing. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really good. Um, and, and the best of luck in all that process. And, and hopefully soon, uh, you know, we, we see pregnancy is weird, but it's rewarding with that, uh, the picture of the little guy, uh, when it's all said and done. So Kate MacArthur, Cal state Bakersfield, thank you so much for coming on with us. Thanks for having me. Sean, that was a good, that was a good episode, huh? I mean, I don't know if it was all the parties involved, uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, I, I, I truly did text somebody during it because they reminded me of something I, I need to do for them. And I was like, we just recorded a really, really good episode. And I loved how the, the thing I love about soccer chat is like, we can have a direction of the conversation that we want to go. Mm-hmm. And then typically our guests will bring something up that just takes it in a completely different direction that I wasn't expecting uh, to go on. And I knew with Kate, I did want to bring up the whole pride month thing. Mm. Um, Cause I know she's, she is uh, somebody in that community that, that I respect and I, I would want to get more out of her on it. So I was really expecting it to be like kind of the last few minutes type of the conversation, but it was like when she just went in about her experience at church, being a Mormon and being bisexual, I was like, we're going there now. 
And it was just such a great conversation. And I I thoroughly enjoyed having you as a part of that because I know like this is totally not throwing Nick under the bus because I've been the same way. Nick and I both in those situations and those conversations, like we have no clue what it's like and we're probably idiots for asking various questions. So it was awesome to have uh, both of you kind of explain you know, your situations mm-hmm. and, and, and how you feel now about, you know, pride's different now because you're married and it's, it's out there that you're married. Um, so it was just such a, again, too, like I was joking about with Kate, like when I first met Kate at camp, you know, we would all go out to, you know, for dinner and drinks and whatnot. And Kate was like, uh, water, Coke, whatever, you know, yeah. uh, not a drinker. And I was just like, Kate, like, you seem like you're like a partier. She's like, oh, no, 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 not, not so. And that's when I found out, you know, she was very into her faith uh-huh. and whatnot. And I was like, oh, like, that's dope. Okay. Like, I'm cool with you. Uh, not that I wasn't cooler beforehand, but I was like, that's right. super cool that you're like that. Cause it reminded, like, I didn't drink in high school. And so, like, it kind of reminded me of myself of like the guy who would go to these things just to be around his friends, but like, I wouldn't do anything that they were doing. Um, and so I just thought, man, I was like, she's so cool. She's so cool. And just always enjoyed being around her. And then she had to move off to California. So I don't see her ever now. Um, but, uh, you know, it was great to get reconnected, but like I said, a conversation that I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be that good. Mm-hmm. And I do think that, um, you did an excellent job bringing some of that, uh, out of her, but at the same time, like adding your own interest into yeah. the piece. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved where the, the, like, I didn't, I had no idea what you had planned. Right. So it was just so genuine. Ask, and like, I never have anything planned. <laughs> That's what which I figured. Is, I think everybody knows that about me is I have right. nothing planned. Well, which is, which is great. And it, you know, I, I love that about soccer chat is it's just, it just flows where it needs to flow. But like my, my, obviously I loved hearing her story. Um, but also one of my favorite parts was her talking about, when I, when I asked her the question of, you know, how can, can coaches, whether, you know, it doesn't even matter, honestly, but like a male coach who's never been through that, like, how can they relate and, and be that space and how she just got into, you know, like letting them know that their feelings are valid and validating those feelings. And I think that's so powerful, not just for a male coach that can't relate, but for female coaches, for parents, like that's so incredibly powerful. So I think that was kind of the, the golden nugget that I definitely took out of it. And I hope that other coaches and parents listening take out of it as well. One of the things that I really enjoyed was I'll never forget our conversation with LGBTQ coaches a couple months ago that I, I shared uh, yesterday. Um, one of the things that Jonas Ward said that has always stuck out to me since then, he's like, we members of the community want to meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that's that soon as Kate talked about like, you know, being able to have that conversation with people right off the gate. Like she wants to meet you exactly where you're at and her, and you meet her where she's at uh, and grow that relationship, have that education from that moment going forward. And I think that's so cool because it really is like, for me, I know I have uh, gay friends who are very open, you know, love getting support from people and whatnot. And I also have some who are like anti-straight people. And yeah. uh, it's, so it, it's, it's, I think, I guess this is awkward to say, but like it's comforting in that phrase of meeting you where you're at, because that was the thing that they mentioned about with allies was they know they're going to have to educate. They know they're going to have to show you how 
their life is and the the differences, I guess, so to say, but like, they can only do that if you, if they can meet you where, exactly where you're at, at that point in your life, whatever you may think, um, whatever your opinion may be, because that's the point where the education can begin. So I just, I thought it was so cool how she mentioned about, you know, I know friends of mine, I know family members of mine who, you know, going into interviews, pregnant, w- didn't say a word about it, you know, yeah. and then even like three minutes of the job, still never said anything about it until finally somebody's like, Oh, what's going on? <laughs> having a little bit of the the booze over the weekend. Ah, uh, no. A little bloated. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, I can, I can't imagine, I can't fathom being someone in, in the gay community and having to hold that from your workplace, hold that from your employer and not being able to just openly come out and say it like Kate does like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm married to this female and you know, we got a kid on the way stuff like that. Like yeah, just how empowering that can be no matter who you are, you know, whether you're, you're gay or straight or, or whatever, yeah. like that empowerment and that confidence here we go alpha girl yeah well no i mean not to interrupt you but it, no please it, do for me it's it's like i have mad respect for her because it takes it takes for her number one to be so open about it but also to be um you know strong in her faith like that takes in my opinion it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of guts and it takes her being sure so sure of who she is um so like that for me even helped me like own you know, my sexuality more and all of that stuff. So that I think that's just like, I have huge respect for, you know, how she shows up for herself and for her faith and for her community. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, like I was telling you guys, when we got done recording, like the moment she mentioned bisexual and Mormon, I was like, yo, here we go. And then you come in. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, I grew up in the church of Latter-day Saints. It was just like, what? And just like all these turns, I'm like, oh, this conversation is so incredible. And, you know, and and we, we all three said like, that's a conversation we could have for another two hours if we really wanted to. Um, But I just think it's so like, I look at people like Kate, I look at people like yourself and obviously many, many other empowering females uh, around you know, whether it's on TV or or people that I know. And I'm just like, these are the people that, you know, while me and my wife are trying to make Quinn the strong, independent woman, I know that you all are the people that she's got to be around because there's even more empowerment that you have that, that, that you can teach her about being a female that I can't teach her. And there are things in in empowerment with females. I, I do think too, like, I think as, as a mama, like to your own child, I think there are things that it's going to be hard for you to teach that empowerment Yeah, uh, because it, you do have that title of mom where it might yeah. be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever mom, but to have someone like a Kate, like a you, like, like other friends of mine, um, you know, that's why I, I push Quinn in everybody's faces. Cause I'm like, Quinn, like, these are the people you need to, to look at because this is what it means to be a badass, And this is what it means to be an alpha girl. I'm going to keep like segueing that as much as possible. <laughs> no. And that's, that's awesome. Cause yeah, like the more role, role models, the, the more she'll be able to step into her power too. So you're doing an awesome job. I'm trying. It's all, it's all thanks to uh, people like you. And it's all thanks to your book for the four chapters that Quinn has read so far. And she, the confident, because she had the best <laughs> soccer season that she's had in two years. Uh, and we truly go. believe that it's because of you. We do believe it's because of the Facebook group with the Facebook lives that you do every week um, that Quinn watches. And we as parents will watch um, 
you know, it, it's, it's incredible how much that's already changed here in just the short time that we've been a part of that. So uh, big kudos, kudos to you. Shay, what did you think? You think you would do this again, whether if Nick what? is not here or I'm not here. Uh, <laughs> although if I wasn't here, Nick would be like, oh, we'll just wait because Sean hits the record button and does all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, tr- I'm not saying I'm trying to take uh, Nick's job, but um, just kidding. No, Nick, your, your job is secure. Um, but no, I loved it. I, I love just rapping with you and we always have good conversation. So yeah. and this is a podcast so people can't see what you're wearing, but you have a hella dope shirt on representing Brescia soccer going to yeah. Australia in 2023. She's got the, she's got the world cup edition shirt on uh, and, and shout to all of our, our listeners and, and supporters who have all uh, purchased one of those shirts too. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Shay, this is your chance to, to hit all those plugs uh, you know, where people can follow, where people can chat up with you. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. So definitely since, you know, everyone's podcast listener, uh, Alpha Girl Confidence Podcast, I, I do podcasts for players, for parents. I do guest interviews. Um, so go check out that. And then uh, parents and coaches, my Facebook group is Alpha Girl Confidence. Just go search that. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Shea Haddo. Uh, you know, I think that was something that we mentioned the first time you were on the show. I was like, yo, you got to change that at name to at Shea Haddo. Because I think at the time you're Alpha Girl Soccer. Yeah, I think I, yeah, you're right. So yeah, at Shay Haddo, Instagram, Twitter, would love to connect. She has dope graphics as well. Like you're, you're like, you and I've had these text messages, like you're, you're just, your content game has just like skyrocketed in the last two years. And I love well, it. I have helped though too. So it's not just me. Oh, don't, nobody has to know that. No, I, I got to give my team a shout out. <sighs> okay. Well, team alpha girl confidence. They're they out there. They doing their thing. <laughs> You can join the conversation just like Jay every single Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time just by following the hashtag soccer chat. And we know that some of y'all go on, you follow along, you don't answer the questions. And that's cool. But every now and then just pop on, say hello. Let us know what you're thinking. And also, hey, if there's a question that you want to answer, go ahead and go do it. It's every single Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time just by following the hashtag soccer chat. And if you're on there, make sure to invite a friend by retweeting uh, the, 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 the welcoming, I guess you would call it, uh, and tagging your coaching friends. Uh, where you get to talk with coaches from all around the country, all around the world at various levels from professional all the way down to little youth rec league players. Got to thank our friends over at Dutick Brand. Make sure to check them out, dutickbrand.com. Use the promo code SOCCERCHAT to get yourself a sweet discount at checkout for all your coaching accessory needs. Shout out to our friends Torex for the world's greatest ball pump, T-O-R-R-X.com. Make sure to leave them a five-star rating and review on Amazon. And also our good friends, the new homies over at Michigan Soccer Central. Follow them on Twitter at MI Soccer Central. And I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I'm trying to start beef. I don't know if they started this group or they had some friends that started it, but they, there's another Twitter account that's Ohio Soccer Central. And I knew I know that Ohio and Michigan don't get along, so I'm trying to get this beef going between them. I don't think it's going to work because they're working pretty well together, but uh, it is what it is. Nick will be soon. Who knows when? I don't know. I don't know when he'll be back. I, I, it may be a, a week, it may be two weeks. He may say, like, I'm done. I ain't doing this no more. And if that's the case, then Shay's going to have to come on uh, and be the, the new co host. But uh, so Nick, Nick will be back soon uh, with some flavor for years. We'll let him talk about uh, the wedding, the reception, and the good times that were had. But uh, we got to thank Shay for coming on here with us. Shay, it was so awesome. Thanks for stepping in for Nick. Uh, and, and glad that we could uh, we get to hang out a little bit. Uh, we, t- we text every now and then, but it was great to get, see you here on the Zoom and, and great to chat with you. Uh, and you are more than welcome to, to hop on with us anytime that you want. 
Thanks, Nick. I mean, Sean. Oh. You know, I'm used to, I mentioned this a while back. When I go <laughs> to these events now, and if I have a Soccer Chat logo on, or people will be like, they'll just, like, they'll hear me say something they're like, oh, I've heard your voice. You're the Soccer Chat guy. And typically I'm like, yeah, they're like, where's Nick at? Like, I'm, I'm used to it. He's the superstar. You guys are just the same person. It's fine. Now, he's the, yeah. he, is, he is the superstar of this whole operation. Yeah. Thanks I, for having me on, though. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. I think this is the point where we always say soccer chats more than just podcasts, more than just a Twitter chat. It's a community. It's a family. It's a close group of the coaches who are all out here just trying to help each other get through the same everyday struggles as a coach. She's Shay. She's Shay. I'm always so used to saying he's Nick, but she's Shay. I'm Sean and Shay. We'll catch you later. Peace.